Welcome to the Little Voice. My name's Lisa Renee. And that's and my name's Little Alex, and that was Lisa Renee. Yeah, and this is our very, very, very special guest, Jennifer. Hello. Jen. Jen, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Jennifer, and I'm a mental health therapist. Oh my gosh, that sounds like a big job. That sounds like an adult job to me. It does sound like an adult job. It's sometimes an adult job, but not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. You get to play. I do get yeah. to play. My clients have fun. That's good. Yeah. You teach them how to have fun? I do. I teach them how to have fun, how to not be stressed, how to just work with life and be happy. That's really a nice job. Thank you for doing that for people. Thanks for mental health thing. Yeah, <laughs> mental health thing is important. It is, especially in this time that we're going through. Where'd your little girl go? My little girl? You have I to get her. It's my desk. No, Sorry. your little girl. You had, I'm talking about your voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm talking about my cat. No, that, I didn't know it was a girl. I just saw a big kitty booty in my face. <laughs> yeah. She's my little kitty. My What's little, her name? Little Lotus. Little Lotus. Ooh. Yeah. Like a lotus flower. That's like cute. Like a lotus flower. Don't, yeah. Don't He's... worry, everyone. She'll come show her butt eventually. <laughs> little Lotus likes to play and destroy things all day. Oh. <laughs> That's annoying. Maybe. <laughs> I'm drawing a lotus flower, but I'm not the best artist. Ooh, that's really pretty, Alex. Very nice. That's pretty. Yeah, I'm an adult also, so I can put it up on my refrigerator. I don't even need to go through any middle. Yeah. And you don't have to be the best artist because you live with the best artist. I mean, look Ooh. at your backdrop. Look, look at, at this backdrop. backdrop today. We upgraded. This is Johanna's painting. Yeah. Whoa, that is great. I love it. It's really pretty. So pretty. I saw that one in a lot of different forms as it was that's being a, created. That's a that's a painting? Yeah. yeah. Johanna drew all the dots. Wow. She does dots. And then she wrote Ram Ma back there. Ram Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I want one. You should get one. She has a lot of different projects she's doing. Jennifer right now is using, she's using the Zoom cat backdrop. The yeah. Zoom kitty. There's the kitty. There's a lotus. Little lotus. Yeah. Little lotus yeah. is like, I didn't, I didn't say I was going to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so Jen, talk to us about, you know, your daily your daily uh, job and what's some interesting folks that you've met? Well, um, a lot of the people that I treat have a lot of trauma, um, meaning that they um, deal with a lot of uh, issues in their families when they were children or even currently. They have, they've gone through maybe a bad relationship or even just having a hard time with the pandemic currently. So I help them deal with what's going on in the world. Hmm. Uh, I'm also a psychic medium too. And 
Yeah. And I help them, you know, feel their emotions and I'm able to just help them with their chakras and their energy. And I just make them feel like they're okay and, and, and make them feel balanced because sometimes when we're out of balance, we just don't feel very good at all. Yeah. That makes sense because if the teeter-totter isn't balanced and you go slamming down, it really hurts your butt. It's true. So I've, you could think about that in life. That, that happens to me too in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pleasant. <laughs> but it's about helping people feel those emotions. Yeah, it is. It is about helping people feel emotions. And when people don't feel emotions, bad things happen to them. Mm -hmm. That's sad. It is. Emotions are just, um, they're just, they're just energy in your body that needs to come out. And once you get them out, it doesn't need to be hurting anymore. So there's ways to get your emotions out and get the energy out that are healthy and not bad ways. I cry a lot. Like my, my dad died too, you know, not too long ago. And I cried a lot. Yeah. But it's good. It felt better after that I could like just do that and not try to push it somewhere. Yeah, no, crying is a really good way to, like, help you feel good. Um, your body expels crying through tears, and tears have a chemical that allow your body to heal rapidly, and they take the chemical out of you, the sadness chemical. Whoa. Whoa, mm -hmm. that's deep. Yeah. So tears, is, tears is almost like norepinephrine or dopamine. Like, it's a good yeah. release. Yeah. When tears happen, it does release norepinephrine and it does release other chemicals that make you feel good. Have you ever noticed when you're done crying, you feel calmer and happier and you're not as stressed is because those chemicals happened. It takes a lot of force for your body to cry. And so wow. those chemicals have to happen for you to feel good. And the tears have a chemical too, because the energy of the sadness is a chemical. And so the body knows that when sadness happens, the tears need to stream down so it takes away the sadness. It literally falls down your face. Sorry. Wow. Your kitty cat turned your camera off. No, that was a phone call. I apologize. Oh, no, that's all right. Hang on one second. I can... That's so incredible. Yeah. Oops. Uh-oh. Do you have any clients, Jen, that come to you and they have a tough time feeling their emotions and you can maybe see the stiffness on them and you're, you just look at them being so righteous and unhappy. Yes. And say, my friend, you look like you need to cry and let some of this out. Yes. Yes, I do. And a lot of people come because they don't know how to feel their feelings. So I help them. Sometimes people can't cry and it's sad. So we find other ways to get the emotions out. Sometimes what, we what do it. What are some other ways? Well, um, there's a way to do a hypnosis to go back into the memory that bothers them. And then they have to just feel that emotion and feel that energy. And then when they go back to the memory, tears happen. 
because it it creates a um a response from the body um the other thing that they do or i do um Sometimes I take them to, if the office is empty or, or they're in a safe space in their home because I do telehealth, I just have them scream. Oh, Sometimes that's good. Screaming just gets it out. But they have to. Oh, yeah. I might try it. Um, you know, what people think, people think that screaming is bad, but it's not bad. Actually, when you, when you scream, though, you can't just randomly scream because it, then it does nothing. You have to think of a thought. You have to think of something that you want to let go. And you have to think of all the pain that you're letting go. And then when you scream, it all comes out. A lot of times when you're screaming, tears do come down too. So that also recreates a response of tears. So there's a few ways to get the person to feel their emotions and, and feel what they're feeling. Um, I, do, I do have people who have lost people and they don't want to remember that pain. And, but they want to feel them. They want to feel that person again. And when you put them under hypnosis, I'm able to reintroduce that person to them. And they're able to feel them and smell them and have the interaction with them in their minds. And then the tears happen because they're experiencing their, their loved one again, but alive in their mind. That's really beautiful, Jen. It's very beautiful. It's very beautiful. It's very gentle, but they feel like a million bucks when they're done. I'm glad I can cry, let me tell you. I don't really have to scream, so that's pretty good. It's nice to know these other ways, though, because there are definitely people in my life that don't cry, you know? So I need, to, I need to work on them. I'm more Lisa. of a journaler. Yeah, I take yeah. it as a journaler. Lisa, what, what does it feel like when you cry? Like, how does it make you feel? Um. Well, now that I accept myself, because when everybody used to say I cried too much, then I had a lot of guilt when I cry. Like, why am I crying? Why can't I handle whatever, you know? And so now that I love myself, I, I, I just receive it as, like, meant to be. And I feel good. I feel like I know that if I don't cry and if I push my feelings down, it creates pain in my body. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm crying, I'm feeling all of it leave my body consciously. Wow. Yeah, I'm doing a pretty good job. That's really good. That's really good. Thank you. Permission yeah. to cry. Yeah, yes. I have permission to cry. Alex, earlier you were talking about ways to not do things when you're feeling bad. Do you want to go over that? Yeah, I'm a pretty good avoider. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, how do you avoid? Uh, work, tasks, chores, dishes, watering the plants. <laughs> how long does it go on for until you feel your feelings? Well, you know, I, I do give myself time to feel my feelings. I 
am giving myself a few minutes a day to just sit and think about her and her memory. I'm, I'm looking at my grandma, right? There's a picture of her. And uh, it's, you know, it's not easy, but I feel stronger somehow after her passing. I feel maybe it's like evolutionary because the tribe has gotten smaller, so there's less of us, so everyone needs to step up. Mm. Yeah. I feel, that, really? I feel that too, the, the stronger after. Mm -hmm. Stronger after. Yeah, my when my dad died, like I, I feel the a strength I've never felt before in my life. Do you guys, do you guys ever figure out why that is? Tell us, Jen. You want to know? Yes. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go into the metaphysical world now. Yay! So the metaphysical world is very big and complex but beautiful and very different than earth it has different rules it has different ways of doing things and it has all kinds of ways to hmm give us energy mm. when a person passes it's not always just the end of you know it the people's beliefs obviously change with religion but we're just going to keep religion out and we're just going to work with energy. And energy is everything. Regardless if you feel like there's something beyond here or not, it's still energy. We, we have electrical impulses in our bodies. Where do they go? You know, they have to go somewhere. But if we look at it from a standpoint of, of spirit and soul and energy, it does go somewhere. And a lot of times when a person that's connected to you passes, that energy gets transferred to us and it allows us to feel that power because they no longer need the body so they share the energy that's expelled so we can feel that power and they share it with the world they share with the earth and they become part of the energy that's around us we are part of that energy and usually when our closest ones pass they share that peace with us. And that's why we always feel this space of strength and courage and fearlessness. And we can, and we can just feel just really good. And we don't know why. We're like so sad that they're gone. But at the same time, we just feel powerful. It's because they shared with us. Every passing, there's always a gift that leaves. And that's part of life and death. Wow. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time to everyone, all the time. It doesn't always have to be like a relative or a friend. It sometimes happens to random people and you still get shared. It just, you just, if you happen to be in maybe in the area or something, or you're just very open, that person, when they pass, it's not a lot, it's not a little tiny boom. It's a big boom, big, and it, and, it's, and it vibrates throughout the planet. And whoever is able to receive will receive that, that beautiful air that they just received. And someone asked me a long time ago, what if the person was bad in life? What about that energy? Mm -hmm. Well, 
That's an interesting question. It depends on who you are. If you're not a good person, you will attract that energy. It just depends on how you attract things. If you're a good person, that energy is just not going to want to come to you. It doesn't match. It's like attracts like. But if you're if the person was not good in life, it doesn't mean that their soul was bad. It just means that they made bad choices. But what happens to them after is a different way. It's a different light. It's a different energy. Energy is energy. It's not good or bad. It's energy. So if the energy matches you, then you'll receive it because whatever they had, maybe you need it. And so that's how it works in our world. We work on energy. And if energy stops, we stop. So everything flows. They give it to the plants. They give it to the air. They give it to the animals. They, it has to come back somehow. So whatever we take, we give back in the end. Mm. Well, mm -hmm. it gets recultivated back into. Yes, yes, yes. That's really cool. I just it is cool. That's really it is cool. cool. It that is makes cool. me feel good about my yeah. papa. Yeah, your papa shared his, his energy with you. He shared it and he gave you as much light as he can share. A lot of times our loved ones like to give us the most. <laughs> and I want to say something. Even if you're the most diehard non-believer of, of to what you just said. Yeah. The way I look at it is the law of conservation of energy. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. No. So with the person's passing, mm -hmm. how do you reconcile all the good that they've done and all the prayers that they've said and all the visions that they've held in, in their mind and their hands that have worked to craft architecture or plant or soil or humans? How, how can you reconcile that that energy hasn't, it goes back into us. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And if you know that sometimes when we feel like um, alone or something, you know, th that energy gets blasted into us. Or if we have an idea, that's because it's from somewhere else. Someone gave it to us. Everyone, you know, there's always a cycle of life and death all the time, every second of the day. And so if you're an open person, you receive that energy probably multiple hundreds of thousands of times a day if you're that open. And you can receive ideas, you can receive thoughts, you can receive just all kinds of fuel that you need every day. People, if you're shut down and you know you're always angry and sad and you hate people and all of those things, you're shut off from that energy feel. And so you feel drained and tired all the time. You feel sad and depressed. It's because you're blocking what gift people are giving you every day. By the way, it's not just people, it's animals and plants too. It gets recycled back everything. All energy is the same. And so when we receive it, we get refueled all day, every day. It sounds a little crazy, but it's not. This is the way it is. 
And if people figured that out, their health will be better, their mental health will be better, their life would take a completely different toll because energy is also uh, movement. Imagine if a hundred times a day you're receiving all kinds of energy from all around the world. What would you do with that power? Would you make your life better? Would you make your health better? Would you feel would you give it out to other people? What would you do? I tend to use it to move around the things that I need. So if I get a boost, I know I got a boost and I'm like, awesome. I need to move some things around. Like um, if I want to manifest something or I need energy to, to find uh, something going on at my job and I need to think a little faster and I utilize that energy to create more and more and more every day. My life is a little magical sometimes. People don't understand. That's true. <laughs> My, yeah. I, I just, I You're just, using that energy. You're moving yes. the chess pieces of life. Better, All day, every day. More efficient. Yeah. And, and people think that they have to struggle. You don't. You don't have to struggle. It's given to you. And I think people think that that's not true, but it is. I'm not taking, I'm being given. I don't take anyone's energy. It just comes because I'm open. And, it's, and if I'm open, it'll search me how out. Did you, how did you get so sensitive to energy? Have you always been like this? Yeah, I grew, I was born like this. Um, it just happened one day that my little cousin, she was only five, and I was only three. Five. Only five. She passed away um, from a heart condition. And I do remember her. She was my best friend. And she died in the hospital. I was in home. Um, my grandmother was taking care of me while my mom and dad were at the hospital, you know, being sad. When my mom got home, she was crying and I asked her what's wrong. She says, Yesenia can't come home anymore. And I looked at her and I said, what do you mean? She's right there. And she was sitting next to me playing the entire time my mom was gone. And my mother says, what do you mean she's next to you? I said, well, she's next to me, but now a man is getting her. She says, what man? I said, a really tall man. And he's like kind of glowing. And he has like long brown hair. And he says that she has to go somewhere else now. She says, where is he going? I don't know. This really pretty place that's now in our backyard. <laughs> At three, you were able to articulate. Wow. Basically, yeah. I was like, it's in our backyard and there's flowers and there's like this tree that's singing. And it's like, I don't know what that thing looks like. I think it's like an animal and, and there's like people and, ooh, I think that's grandpa. <laughs> Jesus came to take your friend who died at I five don't, I don't and at know. three. Well, you know, I didn't even think of that. You know, at the time I didn't. I never thought of that, but I, yeah, I think he did. And, and, uh, I don't think I knew him at the time yet, but yeah, if I go back in time, yeah, I, I, I never went back in time and thought that. But wow. Yeah, so you just let her know that Jesus was probably the one 
Yeah. That picked up her cousin in yeah. front of her face. Yeah. We would have yeah. never known this if we didn't never do know, the Never know this. <gasps> Thanks. Um, when to be witness. Huh? To be witness. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, it was really a really beautiful place. It was just this magical place. And there was music. I don't. It was like this magical music that just played. And sometimes in the mornings, I still hear it. Like it just happens. And then I'm like, can you please turn it down? It's like really loud. <laughs> <laughs> I um, hear music. Yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. I hear it. I hear it late at night. Like when in, when it's quiet. Yeah. Yeah. When it's quiet. I hear yeah. it. Really yeah. Quiet. Does it? Does it sound, I don't know the sound, how to describe it. It's just like this like beautiful chorus with like uh, maybe violin. Yes, violin. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's the sound. That's the sound. It gets really loud. <laughs> it does. I'm like, I'm like looking literally. I'm like, is there a cell phone on? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking for something, yes. but there's nothing. It's like, okay, play the music so for me, God. Yeah, I mean, so that place is very open to us if we really want to see it. I see it all the time. Wow. And it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. It's just, honestly, there's too much music there, but it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, you're telling me there's too much music someplace, Jen? Come on. Yeah, yeah you're good. You, Lisa, you would love that place. I kind of like it a little quieter. Lisa loves music. <laughs> Yeah. A singer. I'm a singer. Yeah. Jen is yeah. a singer, but she's not as, as, as open about it as me, maybe. So Alex, how do you feel about your grandma? Like do you do you still miss her? Yeah. Yeah. She raised me uh she took retirement in eighty nine and raised me the first seven years of my life. On wow. a farm. So she'd be digging in the garden, she'd be taking me with her out in the fields, into the hills. And I'd always nap like under a tree. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. It is cute. <laughs> One time, uh, this wolverine, this like forest big badger came and I was sleeping under a tree and she was working the field in this mm -hmm. cornfield and I said grandma look it's a dog quick let's get it and she says no 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 let him go by and this dangerous animal just went right down the cornfield right past me and past her without danger without harm wow, wow. but how did she really say it she didn't say, let him go by. Tell us. She, no, she's like, no, 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 no. Hasta no She says, no, no, that's not a dog. <laughs> I wanted to hear you say the accent, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so important to go there. Like Jen went there in her early memory. And I oh, went here yeah. just now. And there's nothing bad there, guys. Go find the lost pieces of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, my grandma died, oh, when, when you guys were there. And it was a beautiful, sacred space. Yeah. And, you know, I think I was sad. Not because I would miss her. She was 94. But I would miss her. It was mostly because she was always sad in her life. And she didn't want to leave and she wanted to stay and I didn't want her to stay. And, you know, it was needed her, she needed to cross over and she needed to just be in a better place. Why didn't you want her to leave? Did you feel her work was done? Yeah, it was done. She just didn't, she was afraid to go. She thought she was going to be by herself like she was her whole life. And I said, there's nobody, there's so many people over there that you love and they want to be with you. Mm. And sometimes in life, we feel alone and we think that's going to be forever and it's not. It's never. I, I feel something similar with my dad because mm. my, dad, my dad died six days after Alex's grandma died. And so Alex and I really been grieving together and supporting each other. But my dad spent a very lonely life, you know? I mean, he had a relationship and he had children and he had marriages and different things, but he didn't really know how to connect with anyone like on a deeper level. And he wasn't really in his kid's life. I was, he was in my life most, but still not enough, you know? And so there, a lot of me for grieving for me was kind of grieving the relationship that I could have had with my dad, grieving the relationship, well, the fact that I, I no longer have parents on this earth. And so there's been a lot of processing that, you know? And grieving how sad he was too. And that the guilt that he felt. But during, when I realized he died, I spent, you know, I, I found out at like two o'clock in the morning. And I, before that, I had written, written a letter of forgiveness and didn't give it to him, but wrote it when he was in the <laughs> hospital. And I just felt like all this release, all this freedom in myself that I didn't know that I needed to be free from. After you wrote the letter? After, after he died. I think I want to really ask a very deep question. Jen, do you think that her, Lisa's dad, after Lisa wrote the letter, felt what Lisa was feeling? I yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, it, I do. Was your father still alive when you wrote that letter? Or he had passed already? He was alive. Oh, I wrote, I, wrote a, I wrote a letter of, like, I forgive you for, and over, like, many, many things. Even yeah, things that yeah. weren't mine to forgive. Yeah. I forgave yeah. him for abandoning my brother. I forgave him for abandoning my sister. And just released him. It's really important to understand that 
when we do these things in such a concentrated way, it is still a form of energy in our brains are the powerhouse of that energy. And so are our bodies. Our bodies, if you really think about it, they're basically just like this powerhouse of like electricity. And when we utilize it in a very concentrated way, it does, it does get transmitted. And to the person, especially that you are thinking about, have you ever thought about a person and then all of a sudden they call within like an hour or even a day and you're like, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. All the time. Yeah. Yes, all the time. And you know what that means? <clears throat> because your body and your mind, you, you thought of the person and then you felt the person because you're like, man, I haven't talked to them in like forever. And, and you're like, I miss them. And all of a sudden you just transmitted an actual energetic message to that specific person. And that specific person, they, they got the download. They're like, I need to call Jen. <laughs> and they do. And, you know, that's part of how we, we don't realize that we can communicate like that. If we really, really focus on a conscious level, we're telepathic. But, of course, you know, that takes a lot of it takes Openness. A lot of yeah. Openness, of course. And but focus. your father, father received it. He did receive it. Absolutely. And that set him free. Sometimes people need a little help to be set free. What you just wrote, permission you to cry. Free. Yeah, permission yes. to cry. I think that's what we're going to call today. Oh, that's, I like it. I like yes, it. Yes, yes. Sometimes we need permission to just be okay. And sometimes we need to just have someone tell us, it's okay, you're okay. And you're just like, great, thank you for telling me. <laughs> I think it's, it's so important to understand that our energy can lift those that are currently living mm -hmm. the same way Lisa's forgiveness letter released her father and yeah. gave him that rocket fuel in life. And I mm -hmm. think this theory too, as we get older, you tap in less into your physical body mm -hmm. because your body starts to hurt. Pain, pain, my grandmother had pain mm. for extended periods. So I think she would astral travel. Yeah, yeah. It's very possible people can do that too. Sometimes you just need to leave, you know? Um, Sometimes you need a break from the body. If you can astral travel, please do. It's phenomenal. Um, you can't get lost because you're tethered to your body. So you can't, it, it's not dangerous in any way. You just go and you take a break um, and you come back. And actually it allows the body to kind of heal a little faster too, because you're not in there being disruptive. <laughs> the body has a, its own mechanism and it's a housing unit for us, for our mm -hmm. energy. Um, so it needs to heal. And sometimes we're disruption to that for many reasons. So sometimes, yeah, you need to kind of give it space. You're like, well, I'm leaving. And when I had COVID, um, I left. <laughs> I just left. I said, you know what, body? Um, you got a lot of work to do. I'm out. And, <laughs> and you know, I think it was, I think it was really it was beneficial for me to do that. I, I knew that my energy was in turmoil. Like I just, I had to leave. 
I was like, I, I, I'm freaking out. I'm like, right. I'm in the hospital and I'm getting all kinds of drugs. And I'm just like, oh God, I can't, you know, I'm hyperventilating and that wasn't good. So, you know, you checked I said, out, you packed, you I packed your mental did. bags and you checked yeah, out. I did. I, I left. I left. Permission to astral travel. Bye. And you know what that did though? The doctor has said to me that when I was done with treatment after a week, um, you know, I'm probably going to have uh, lingering issues and probably still coughing. It's not, you know, the, the medicine they gave me was only supposed to keep me from getting worse. Um, I said, that's not going to happen to me. He says, How, what? I said, no. I said, I will be fine by the end of this. <laughs> and because I left and I allowed my body to just do its thing, by day five, which, which was about what they said it was going to be, um, I walked out of there like nothing ever happened. No symptoms, nothing. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Well, My body completely healed itself within the five days. And, you know, and any fatigue that I had, I allowed my body to have fatigue because it was tired. <laughs> and, you know, it's okay. It's okay if you feel tired, rest. But I'm okay now. It's been like a month, I think. Yeah. I had COVID a couple weeks ago, but or a few weeks ago, but I didn't have it like you. Mine mm. was, I just had some like body aches. Yeah. And a stuffy nose, and it was a little hard to smell and taste, but that's it. Nothing, nothing major. Thank God. Yeah, that's good. Grateful. But I know it's been, you know, hard on people. And especially when their bodies just aren't aren't ready for something like that to come in. I keep yeah. hearing it affects people differently. Some yeah. people lose their sense of smell. Some people it affects their sleep. Some people it's really like all over the place. I yeah. think I mean call COVID nineteen, call it a microorganism, call it a bacteria, call it a virus, call it a uh, it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade on the human electrical system. Wouldn't you say, Jen? Yeah, it absolutely is an upgrade. And, you know, when it was in my body, it was, it was, it was, it was basically like telling me you need to stop. Like, it, I think it hit me hard. I imagine I got hit hard because I just wasn't stopping in life. I was going, going, going. You're such a doer. Stopping. Every time I text yes. you, you respond back in like yes. a millisecond. Yeah. And I'm just so focused on everything. And, you know, I've never stopped in my entire life for five days like that, that I couldn't do anything, nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a big lesson for me. I think, I think the virus is a very conscious energy. And I think it hits people in different ways for a reason. And I'm not quite clear as to why yet, but for me personally, it was like, you, you're going to stop and we're going to make you stop. Mm. that's and, how I yeah. felt too yeah yeah and since then I have slowed down not like just just in it, my life I've in a more taken, mindful way yeah I've taken time to go to sleep more at the same time every night I've taken time to be more present to my husband and my stepdaughter and I've taken time to be more present just to myself and I'm stopping more so I take breaks at work now 
You know, I eat lunch instead of doing a working lunch. I take, you know, I go outside. And so I realized I'm like, these little things do matter. And I wasn't doing that before. So I'm so happy and proud of you. And I want to say like, this show has really been amazing. I could have never thought about it, that we would have a show like this. I love it. it. It's really nice. What do you think, Alex? I'm so honored that she came on today. I know. I think this is one of our most powerful episodes. It's really, it's really great. Thank you. I want to thank you, Jen. And do you have any like final words for the listeners? I think during this time when we're in the pandemic, take care of yourself. And if you find yourself moving too much, rest. I know that we've been resting for a year. The pandemic is not restful. So find something positive to do as best as you can. And don't wear yourself out. And be with your family. Because when we reopen soon, we're going to go back to life. But don't forget them. We were with them for a year. And it's the first time I think we all stopped to pay attention to our children, to our spouses, to our own problems. Don't forget them when we start again. It's not about starting again. It's about what we learned throughout this year that we need to continue doing. I think people are too eager to start again and they want to distract themselves. Yeah. All the psychological work that they've been making. Don't yeah. let's not lose track of that. I, yeah. I agree with that. Don't lose track of it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. This has You're really welcome. been beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye.